What's up, Pats Nation? It's episode one, Babs on the Mic. We're going to talk a little bit more later on of why we're here in the first episode, right? Like, Babs on the Mic, he has his own solo show, his own podcast. It's a long time coming. What the hell's wrong with you, Babs? You should have already been doing this. We'll get to that in a little bit later. But I want to start this off right. Because, you know, when you listen to a lot of podcasts out there, you got the cheap music, the cheesy cameo that's been paid for, the ad reads. By the time you're ready to listen, it's five minutes in. By the time you want to hear something good, it's about 10 to 15 minutes in. No, we don't do that here. We go guns blazing right away. First and foremost, we're talking Patriots. Most of the time, there'll be some other news mixed in. But let's start this off. It's 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 December, first week of December, right? Patriots are 6 and 6. And I know how frustrated you guys are out there. I'm frustrated too. The Patriots are 6 and 6 last year at this time. They were above 500. Remember when they were going into the bye last year and they had nine wins? Super Bowl contenders, as some of us would say, about the New England Patriots. But at 6-6, six and six, you want my true feelings about it? Yes, there still is a chance for the playoffs. You're holding on to hope, and I'll get why making the playoffs is important. But at 6-6, six and six, I'm disappointed. This team, on paper, on paper, should be better than what their record states. You look back to the Chicago Bears game. That should have been a win. You look back, obviously, on Thanksgiving for the Vikings game. That should have been a win. Even back at the beginning of the season when they played the Ravens, the home opener, they had Baltimore in their hands. They let that one slip. You spend a week down in Miami prepping for the Miami Dolphins, and that's a loss as well. There's just six of those losses in those losses. They should have had some W's mixed in there, and that's what's frustrating about this. Let's dive back into the beginning of the season, right? I said this on Twitter. It's out there. Retweeted it. Go check it out. Babs in the mic on Twitter. I said, when Josh McDaniels left and you saw Joe Judge, Matt Patricia come in and the Patriots were ranked 17th and they had him projected 10 and 8 for the season. Uh, which is, that's not right because it's 17 games, right? They screwed that one up. But when you look at the season, I said this, Mac Jones gets no blame for this season at all. If he does well, this should be no credit to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. That's on Mac Jones. Obviously, Mac Jones hasn't been doing that well at all. So I don't put any blame onto Mac Jones. The fact that you don't have a real offensive coordinator this year has absolutely hindered his progression in year two. Now, I like what I've seen from Mac Jones over the last couple weeks. Yeah, you people on Twitter, you people on Instagram... Oh, one touchdown and 250 yards per game ain't going to do it, Babs. It's the turnovers. He's limited those turnovers. The first couple weeks of the season, they were trying to push the ball a little too much, trying to figure stuff out for Mac Jones. All those interceptions, fumbles, whatever it might be, Mac Jones is a game manager at this point. Do not turn the ball over. Try to keep your team into it. Trust your defense. Trust your run game. Mac is doing that. Feel like Mac's just going through the motions right now. And... That's all he can do. I mean, I if I'm Mac Jones, I can't trust my offensive system around me. I, 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 I would feel a little helpless at this point. But the fact of the matter is this. You're 6-6. Six and six, You're one game out of a playoff spot. A lot of things have to go the Patriots' way. So, Babs, do you want to make the playoffs? I had someone text me today. And I'll put his name out there. Rune Dog. Rune Dog texts me. He goes... I want to miss the playoffs. I don't even want to go to the playoffs. It's, it's kind of like that inevitable, like Babs, 
don't want to go to the playoffs because I know the Patriots are going to absolutely get kicked down, right? But why not make the playoffs? You know, you, you can't just tank at this point in the season at 6-6 six and six and expect a top 10 draft pick. I don't even want a top 10 draft pick. It doesn't matter where they draft in that middle of the first round. You can give me pick 11 or you can give me pick 19. It's going to be the same fucking thing. So it doesn't really matter where you pick. I'd rather make the playoffs. Why wouldn't you want to be in the playoffs? Yeah, like half the league makes the playoffs. But for the second year in a row to make the playoffs, for Mac Jones in his sophomore season to make the playoffs, that's progression. I said this before the season. I said, if the Patriots go 10-7, and seven, the 10-7 and seven hopefully shows more improvement, even if they miss the playoffs. And I just ha- I haven't seen that improvement this year. I have not seen it offensively. Defensively, yeah, big improvement. Big, big improvement for the Patriots defensively. But when you look at this, the, the rest of the way in the next five games in a row, what are the Patriots going to do? How are the Patriots going to handle themselves? I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to catch my breath here, right? This is the first time episode one, Babs on the mic. And I just got to pack that punch with you. Those deep breaths. In, out. In, are you following me, guys? Instagram, Babs on the mic. You see the Instagram lives. You get wild on Twitter. I got those thumbs moving as well, too. Babs on the mic on Twitter. Taking those reels and making TikToks out of them. And finally, it's time to voice our frustrations and vent. That's what the whole point of this is. So I want to talk a little bit more now about Babs and the mic. This is episode one. Babs, what are you doing? Why is it taking this long for you to get here? Well, starts back a couple years ago. Legends of Lawtown, we did a fantasy football podcast. We kind of did that with YouTube. I like working with other people. I'm, I don't really like to do solo shows. I don't want to do things myself. I need time to breathe in between myself talking. I need time to think. I need time to strategize. Can't really do that when you're doing it by yourself. And I bet I can get better at this. This is why it's episode one. You get better every single time. Boston's big three came around. Boston's big three with Tyler Miller, Brendan Watabi, GRD. That was an awesome time. You put that together. We ran 100 episodes. That's a three-man crew that we most likely, mostly had the whole time. Tyler Miller went away to Barstool Sports. See you later. Just kind of dies things off because of West Coast and East Coast time with Watabi. Comes along Cliff. Boston Power Hour is born. We had an awesome year last year. Just again, time constraints, man. When you have other people mixed in with you, it's hard to do everything. I love doing video. Not much of an audio guy, but I love doing video. And I feel like Boston Power Hour still brings that for that special time. Like we need to get Babs on location to do this. Let's get out there. Let's film it. Let's do it. That's still going to be there. But there's so much news that comes out that breaks that we need to talk about that Instagram lives can't handle it. Twitter can't handle it. I can't handle it on a, on a show. Like I, I can't wait a whole week to film. Like we got to talk now. Like we got to talk now. That's the point of what I'm doing here for Babs and the Mike and these episodes coming up and we're going to grow together. The more we can talk about it, I want to be able to talk right after a game, put those thoughts out. That way you guys can listen to it and take your time the next day to kind of soak it in. Maybe there's breaking news that happens. We can break that down as well too. And obviously during the off season, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox. There might be some other things that we can talk about. Primarily New England Patriots is what we're going to be talking about on this show. Let's talk about our next news. Kendrick Bourne's comments. Kendrick Bourne have been very outspoken this year. Ever since training camp, he has not gotten out of that Matt Patricia doghouse. Kendrick Bourne, 
was you could kind of pick like and choose a who their wide receiver one was last year. You could say Jacoby Myers. I I think it was Kendrick Bourne. I thought Kendrick Bourne and Mac Jones gelled so well year one. Now you saw what happened in preseason when KB kind of threw the punch. Something might have been said in the locker room. He's right in the doghouse. He's inactive. They weren't using him at the beginning of the season. He's getting frustrated on the sidelines, as you see Nelson Aguilar for probably the 50th time, fumbling the game away. Like, I can understand Kendrick Bourne's frustrations. Kendrick Bourne talking a little bit about the offense after that putrid game on Thursday night, which I'll talk about in a second because I'm going to give you my real feelings about it. But Kendrick Bourne is obviously disgusted just like the rest of you Pats fans out there. He's a little bit more outspoken. I am just so mad that Kendrick Bourne has not been able to live up to that full potential that we know he has for this season. Like, you're purposely pissing this guy off. This guy that came to the New England Patriots, signed with the New England Patriots, that big kind of splash at a wide receiver, like, okay, and he made an impact his first year. You start screwing around with Kendrick Bourne, you're screwing around with the future talent that wants to come into the New England Patriots. Let's put this together right now. The Patriots went out and spent money at the beginning of 2021 when free agency opens. You get the Hunter Henry. You get Judon. You get Kendrick Bourne. You you get uh, John U. Smith, right? Now, Matt Judon is a big part of the Patriots' defense. Hunter Henry, John U. Smith get paid big, big money for their tight ends position. You bring... Born in with the great value, but the what he provided you that first season was top-notch. These guys are going to be playing a very big role into the free agents of the future that are looking at the Patriots and saying, hey, I kind of want to go play up there. They're going to tell you whether it's worth it or not. Because this, those four guys I just named, they're not homegrown talent from the New England Patriots. They weren't drafted in the system and came up and earned a spot. They came in, got paid. They played. They see what's going on behind the scenes. They're going to be the ones that dictating, hey, it's not worth it playing in New England. This is what I'm seeing wrong with the team. This is what I'm seeing wrong with the team. New England, we've said this, isn't a free agent destiny, the destination, I should say. It isn't. And they had to pay out their ass to bring players in. And the players that got paid out their ass are going to say, it's really not worth it. Go somewhere else. That's what I'm feeling with this Kendrick Bourne situation. You piss Kendrick Bourne off, an outspoken guy. You bet your ass. There's other guys in this league that know Kendrick Bourne personally. They're saying, I'm looking, going to go to New England. They made me this offer. Don't bother. Maybe take a little less money, go somewhere else. Don't piss these guys off. The coaching staff itself almost feels like they're ruining the, the locker room, the players' mentality. They're ruining what's inside of there. I'm going to tell you something, right? Babs gets news once in a while. Babs hears things. Things fall in Babs laps. I'm not an insider, but I, I know people who know people and these things have truth to it. And this was back in the springtime. And someone told me they think that Belichick is purposely sabotaging the New England Patriots. And it's like, no, there's no way he's doing that. Absolutely no way. When you fast forward and the Patriots are six and six, and we're getting into the final stretch of the season, and you're seeing the way that they're playing their games, it does make you question, what the hell is going on inside that locker room, inside that coaching staff? Is Belichick checked out? Is Belichick checked out that he just wants to beat Don Shula, get the most wins, and say, see you later? 
Do you want to see Belichick out of New England? I don't. I don't want to see Belichick out of New England. Now, maybe after that game Thursday night, I was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I am going to tell you how disgusted I was with that New England Patriots game Thursday night against Buffalo. I went there. I froze my ass off. I was sitting next to Red Sox, Manny Ramon, great guy. You come down to MetLife twice next year. Our, our tailgate's awesome. He, he does a great job. I had a fun time with him. Saw Brian Walsh. I am Pat's Nation. Had a good time there. See the silver bullet before you walk in. I was so disgusted by the Patriots' performance because you know I'm here to hype you up. I am here on Instagram screaming into my phone with the backgrounds saying the Patriots still have a chance. This is the biggest game. It was supposed to be a playoff atmosphere that Thursday. And the Patriots fucking folded like a beach chair in the summer on the beach. Maybe not even the summer. In probably mid-January when these guys don't make the playoffs and they're on vacation. Like that's what it felt like. The Buffalo Bills look like Tom Brady and the New England Patriots out there. It's completely 180'd. The Patriots look like the old Buffalo Bills. They put up 10 points. They didn't put up 10 points. They only put up 7. That was a cheap field goal at the end. I was had that little hope when they went up 7-3. Okay. Mac drives down. Marcus Jones getting involved in the offense. Okay, let's go. Mac's moving. Let's do this. The Buffalo Bills absolutely toyed with the New England Patriots. And I felt disgusted. Because is anybody trying? Is anyone trying to play with some heart out here? Play with some grit? You knew you had the biggest game at home for the season. And that's the performance you had. And I was so disgusted by this. I'm not even going to Las Vegas anymore. I said to myself, if they cannot beat the Buffalo Bills, even hang with the Buffalo Bills, what's the point? What's the point of going out to Las Vegas to go pay $500 for a ticket because that's how much it costs out there, to fly out there, to spend all this money, to see such a team that does not care. I support the Patriots. Don't get that wrong. You support them too. I know a lot of you guys out there are real about the team. Babs, you got to be more real. I'm here to be a homer. I'm here to give that optimism. I'm here to make you try to run through a brick wall. But I told you, I see it. I know it. It's frustrating. I want, like, like again, there's five games left. You never know. Anything's possible, right? Kevin Garnett said that. How about the Super Bowl 51, 28 to 3? You gotta believe, Bubs. How many times have we seen a team come back? But yes, Tom Brady is not walking through that door, right? So it's just frustrating to see what the Patriots product is on the field this year. And I feel you out there. I feel you. I feel you on that. But God damn it. The Jets lose. The Chargers beat Miami. You win on Monday Night Football. You're back in the seventh seed. You beat the Raiders. Like, you're back in control right there. Like, I, I just want them to make the playoffs. I just need them to make the playoffs just to say they made it their second year. I'm, no one's expecting them to go to a Super Bowl. No one's expecting them to do anything like that. But to make the playoffs, I think last year the bar was set. I've said this. It's a four-year plan post-Brady, right? The four-year plan to get back into a Super Bowl. Year one, 2020 Cam Newton year. You got to get rid of the books. You got to bring in the talent. Just figure it out. They went seven and nine. They overachieved in 2020. They were not a seven win team. That was a three win team. Last year, that's year two. Last year's year two. Patriots draft Mac Jones. Patriots go 10 and seven with the rookie. They started off slow. They go hot. Then they fall apart at the end. They still made the playoffs to 10 and seven. Last year, I think it was another overachievement. But the bar has been set last year. If you can get 10 wins last year, that's what your bar is now. 
the bar got lowered from seven wins. The bar goes up a little bit to 10 wins. That's where this team should be. I am not going to accept a 9-8 and eight team. I'm not going to accept an 8-9 and nine team. I'm not going to accept a 7-win team. The Patriots can muster out 10 wins. I'm going to be happy about that. Even if they don't make the playoffs. If you go 10-7 and seven again for a second straight year, I will be absolutely fine with that. Go over 5. I don't want 9-8. and 9-8 and eight is such a cheap, cheap, over 500 record. I don't want that. Like if it was 9-7, and seven, different story, right? Like back in the day when it was... 16 games instead of 17. You got to go 10 and 7 to finish off this season. But man, I, I, I've been hearing it and I've been seeing it. Bill Belichick, is he going to get phased out? Is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? What is Bill Belichick going to do? I'm telling you this. I'm a guy that says in Bill we trust. And I will always trust Bill. Robert Kraft already made his decision. He went with Bill Belichick and he said, see you later, Tom Brady. That was a decision in the crossroads. Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft, this is not Jonathan, Robert Kraft, so long as he's the team owner, Bill Belichick ain't going anywhere. Yes, I'm sure Robert Kraft as a businessman is not excited that the Sunday night football game against the Raiders has just been flexed out. You just lost a primetime game. You just lost some money right there for your franchise, right? I'm sure he's not excited. But Bill Belichick is the one who built it. Yes, he had Tom Brady, but he's the one who built it. He's stuck with him. He's sticking through him through this rebuild. I'm sure Kraft has to know it's going to take some time. The hot seat does exist. It's going to exist in the offseason. You need to see what moves Belichick makes in free agency. You need to see what draft is. Belichick has been doing way better in the draft than the last few years. Come on, you've got to give him credit for the last couple drafts that he's had. He's starting to get some of this young talent in there. Give him this, give him this offseason for what free agencies he get, free agency gets, what draft picks he gets, and then next year is the, the, the year. Again, want to tie this all together? That's year four. That is year four of the four-year plan is next year. Next, this offseason is going to be the biggest offseason for Bill Belichick. Because if you fail next year, and failing next year is not only not making the playoffs or being an under 500 team, like you got to make a playoff win next year. Next year should actually be the AFC title game. Like that's where that four year plan should be AFC title game to getting into a Super Bowl. The Patriots do feel that, I feel they're a couple pieces away. From being a really true contending team. I, 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 I want to blame a lot of this offensive coordinator issues on Belichick. Because he's being cute. Again, he's being cute. He was cute when he was trying to do that uh, Chicago Bears and the whole zappy Mac Jones. He fucked that up this year. Absolutely. He fucked up the offensive coordinator situation. Now, I'm going to give Bill a little benefit of the doubt. Did he possibly think Josh McDaniels was going to get up and walk away? Yes and no. Did he have time to get somebody in? Yes and no. Could he have not made Matt Patricia and Joe Judds the head guys? Yes, like he shouldn't have done that. It, 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 he should have he should have sat down with Mac, and maybe he's just not committed to Mac. But you got to go down with your quarterback and say, what's the best person I can put side by side with you? And that we can run the table together. Because obviously he never talked to Mac Jones to do make any of these decisions. 
I do feel that Bill O'Brien was on their radar going into the year. They wanted Bill O'Brien, but Nick Saban was on his final deal as the head coach of Alabama. And then he signed a 10-year deal in August. Like It's already too late. You can't get Bill O'Brien. I think the most important thing for the New England Patriots when the offseason comes, whenever that's going to be, whether that's after January 8th, so like January 9th, 10th, and 11th, so mid-January, you don't make the playoffs, or just immediately, immediately after the season is over, officially, no matter what the record is, the first thing I need to see is who Bill Belichick brings in as an official offensive coordinator. That is the first thing that needs to get addressed, right? I don't care about we need to sign this guy, this guy. The coaching staff needs to be decided in mid-January. Like they already better have someone handpicked. Maybe Bill does. Maybe Bill says to Kraft, I have this guy, like Bill O'Brien. I have him ready to go. We can't sign him until everything's over. Like we're not, we're going to do that then. Because if you want to make it, you need to make a statement. And if you want this team to succeed, you need to go out and go get the guy right after the season is over and say, here you go, Mac. You're working with him all off season. We're getting, remember Bill when they missed the playoffs uh, in 2020. And then even like, I think last year, at one point he said, we're, no, we're not used to this because you know, they're used to play until February. But it gets you a jump start. You have a full month jump start on the rest of the NFL to get your decisions made. And the Patriots in that first month between whenever they get kicked out, which is the official end of their season, and the Super Bowl, something has to happen in between that time. There needs to be some sort of major coaching move. It's not It's not firing Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick ain't going anywhere. Like, it's not firing Bill Belichick. We will see when that time comes. I do want to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Because things look gloomy. And all you people out there are saying, Josh McDaniels coming back as the offensive coordinator. No, that was never going to happen. I will tell you that was never going to happen. Josh McDaniels was already set in stone and staying in Las Vegas. They're figuring it out. And they're showing that they're figuring it out. That Las Vegas Raiders game against the New England Patriots might sneakily turn into another one of those must-win big games of the season, do or die. Because say the Patriots win. And yeah, they have control of the seventh seed, right? Say the Patriots win against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Raiders beat. The Los Angeles Rams Thursday night football. They're only a game behind. Like they're right there. They're five and seven right now. They're only a game behind you. So just remember this. The Raiders could be six and six and seven. The Patriots could be seven and six. And that game now is a deciding factor of who owns the tiebreaker over each other. That is going to be a do or die game. That's why I was a little surprised it got flexed out. I get it. I get it. You look at the records. It's not really worth it. It was already being rumored as is. You want the high teams playing in that primetime game. I get it. Sneakily could turn into winner gets that seventh seed. That's what's going to feel like against the Raiders. Can the can the Patriots stop Devontae Adams? Because they can't stop Diggs. They can't stop Justin Jefferson. They can't stop these top star wide receivers. Look at Josh Jacobs as well, too. An absolute power back this season and nothing better than Josh McDaniels himself getting that win over Bill Belichick 
that game is going to matter a lot with the way I'm looking at how this is going. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself yet when I talk about seeding. I want to focus week by week. But I want you to start thinking about that now. Raiders win on Thursday. They have nearly like what? uh, 10 days off? 10 days off for the Raiders? To get prepped for the New England Pages, who the Pages will be on a short week coming into Vegas? Like, I- I'm telling you, that team will be hungry to beat the Patriots because they're trying to chase a playoff seating as well. And that's kind of fitting, wouldn't it be, that if Josh McDaniels and the lowly Las Vegas Raiders, who are kind of down and out, beat the New England Patriots, usurp the seventh seed, and they keep grinding, and that's it for the Patriots. I mean, like, if once you lose that tiebreaker, you can't afford to lose any more of these tiebreakers going forward. Like, you have the Cincinnati Bengals coming up and Christmas Eve. You can't lose that one if you want that tiebreaker. And not even that, I mean, you lost the Ravens already. So even if the Ravens move down and the Bengals move up and win their division, like, you're not going to go ahead of the Ravens if you have the same record. That was a big loss at the beginning of that season, at the home opener. The seeding does matter so, so much. These games matter so, so much. I, I just, I'm just baffled sometimes. All right. I have my notes. And here's the thing about doing this as I'm recording still. I'm a little new to this. I have my notes out. Oh, here we go. I wanna, I'm gonna, I, I got a couple more. Look at this, this one, this one. All right. We'll go back to this. When we do these Babs and the Mics thing, these aren't gonna be some long, drawn out, one hour show. They're gonna be quick hitters. You know, I think I'm going to max it out. 40 minutes would be like my ultimate max if I'm really feeling something. But I want to keep it something short, something sweet. And I think over time as well, too, um, I like to incorporate more people. This is a solo show, by the way. This is the Babs. You're listening to me. You ain't listening to anybody. You want to listen to somebody else. You want other people. You talk to Cliff. You want to come on. You talk to Cliff. Cliff. Cliff puts all that together. That's the boss. This is a solo show. This is just me in your ears. Breathing heavy, listening to me, doing the Tony Soprano, just that that deep breathing. That's what you're gonna hear out of me. And we'll get better at these as we as we go forward. My concern are the players checked out mentally. Are they? You just lost Thanksgiving. You looked putrid against the Bills on Thursday night. You have a lot of time off, and I've seen some players, you know, go on a little vacation. A little trip to New York, a little trip to Florida, your mind's at ease. You know, you come home, like you're just resting a bit. You're looking at the league around you right now, and you're like, ugh, like we can't compete against these guys. How many players are thinking like that right now? Because I'll tell you this last year, after they lost the Indianapolis Colts on that Saturday game, they were checked out. They were done. Like, like you could tell by some of the players, they were out. I'm done. It's over. We're not going anywhere. They fell ass backwards into the playoffs. And of course, they played Buffalo that first game and got smoked. No one, they didn't care. I'm a little bit worried about this West Coast trip coming up. They're going to fly out on a Friday. You get acclimated to the time. You have your dome game on Monday night football. You're probably watching Sunday and you're seeing all the other games happening. You have your, they're out in Arizona for a full week. West Coast. While it's December here in New England, you're away from the cold weather. They're not in Vegas for a full week. They're going to be in Arizona for a full week. They fly out to Vegas Saturday. 
Maybe Saturday they have some plans already. I'll tell you this. I know. I already know. There's a couple plans Saturday night in Las Vegas for the, some of these Patriots players, some of the vets. I know it. Things are booked at the Aria. I know it. I'm telling you. You have a long night Saturday night. You better show up Sunday ready to play. What's their curfews like? Put them on lockdown. How many players are already mentally checked out? How many players are going to try for the rest of the season? And I want them to try. I mean, if you still have a chance to make the playoffs. This is the time that you can go on a run. You win a couple. You win five straight somehow, some way. You never know. Then you really got momentum going. But who's going to show up? Is the locker room lost right now? How many of these guys out there are not only mentally checked out, saying, I'm done. I mean, we can't do this. But uh, I'm not playing for Matt Patricia. I'm not playing for Joe Judge. I'm not playing for Bill Belichick. How many players are thinking that way right now? Because I'm sure there's a couple. I'm sure there's a couple of those guys that feel that way in there. And they might say publicly they're not, but I'm sure deep down inside they feel that way. Come on. You grind for this team. You put your body on the line. You're seeing how it's coached. You're, You're upset at it. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is... We can continue to support as Patriots Nation. That's what we're here for. As Pats Nation, you got to keep riding the wave, as I said. And listen, I see the people out there that are just like, Babs, you need to be real. This team stinks. Max stinks. This stinks. That stinks. I, I mean, I, I agree now. John U. Smith, I'm, I'm so upset. I have defender. Listen, I know. I see the stinkiness. I see the stinkiness. I'm, you know what I'm doing with that stinkiness? I'm taking Febreze. I'm Febrezing it. I'm saying, I'll make it smell fresh. It's still dirty. It's still absolutely dirty. But I'm freezing it and saying, you know what? It still smells pretty good. I can still wear this, right? That's what I do with my cargo shorts. Still wearing the same cargo shorts from week one. Just freeze it. That's what I'm doing with the New England Patriots right now. I'm freezing it. I'm going to keep out that hope. I'm going to keep out that optimism. 2020, once the Patriots lost to the Buffalo Bills and Cam Newton fumbled that, I was like, "This, this team's done. Like, I still had that hope. I still had that excitement, but that was such a different time. That was a time that's like, should you have tanked a little bit more for a higher pick? Maybe you could have gotten a Justin Fields. You don't know how, again, like I, I mean, we get, this is episodes. This will be like off season episodes. I will, I can talk all day about the Cam Newton and Bill Belichick and how he wanted to stick with Cam Newton. 20, I, I got, I got the stories there. That's a different time for a different day, but even last year, you go one and three, people are off the team. You barely beat Houston last year. People are just kind of like, ah, it's going to be a long season. Then boom, they go right into Super Bowl contention. This year, same thing. You start one and three. Oh, it's going to be a long season. No, they fought back in that in that time frame. You see that Vikings game, you're like, this team has something. That's why when you go out, at least for Mac Jones' sake, Road Dome. I'm going to say it all fucking week. Let's go get some road dome, baby, in Arizona, West Coast, baby. Because I'm telling you, Mac Jones in the dome, there's something about Mac Jones. He could play in that condition. I know he can. He showed it. I've already shown the stats out there. Some say it's mediocre stats. It's good stats for Mac Jones, I'll tell you that. It's good enough stats to win football games. I just don't know if Mac Jones is truly a cold-weather quarterback and when he's going to get acclimated to the weather up here. Now, I'm going to leave you last on this because I'll put it on Mac Jones as well. Mac Jones gets no blame. Mac Jones 
is who the guy you're building around. Like Mac Jones started started off slow this year, one and three record, more interceptions than like touchdowns. Like I get it, guys throwing crazy picks. I I do think that he was lacking awareness in the pocket. His reads are not there. He, he's, he's he's not going through the right motions. He's got a lot to learn. I think Bailey Zappi coming in and Z- the whole Zappi mania thing was a blessing in disguise for Mac because I think it's adjusted him to at least go out there and play mistake-free football. The Mac Jones two touchdown games, the three touchdowns, those will come down the line, give him another full year at quarterback. But I think he knows enough that I have someone behind me that is ready to take the job at any time, and he's seen it, and the fans got behind it instantly, which is disgusting. Like, again, happened on the Bills game. It happened in the fucking Bills game. It's funny. I'm sitting sitting in that Mac attack corner. Like, I never go. Like, I like to sit around in different areas. You meet different people. You know, the Mac used to be Brady's corner, and they had the Brady's corner uh, flag. It's going into the opposing tunnel. And then it went Mac attack. And I'm at the game. The guy who who, who runs that area was like, oh, I might have to pull this Mac attack corner flag down the banner and have my zappy fever, zappy hour out. I was like, you got both of them? I was like, you always got to be prepped. You always, I was like, what the hell is this? I don't know. It makes me feel, it makes me feel weird because zappy mania was fun while it lasted. The kid had nothing to lose and everything to game. And it gave us some excitement for the season. But did anyone not watch the second half of the Chicago Bears? Because uh, Zappy looked who he was supposed to be. The fourth round rookie. Like, he had nothing to show. And that's what you get out of Zappy. Like, you get these guys that come out, lightning in a bottle, boom. They look fantastic. Then they show their true colors. I mean, this is this is Mac Jones's team. This is Ben Mac Jones's team. And I'll tell you this. Babs is a Stidham guy. And that's a whole different story. But the second that Mac Jones was drafted in the 15th overall pick, it was over. It's Mac Jones's franchise. That's what Robert Kraft wanted. That's the guy. And he's going to be the guy. And I think over the last couple games, he showed, I'm here. I'm trying my best, Patriots Nation. I'm trying to limit those turnovers. I'm trying not to make dumb mistakes. Especially over the last two games, guys. He showed passion. Now, some people say he's throwing a tamper tantrum. Last year, I was harping on him for that. Last year, I said he looks like he's pouting. When he talks to the media, he looked very rattled. This year, he's composed himself to the media. And him showcasing his passion, slamming a helmet, yelling at the on the sidelines of probably coaching staff. I want to see that because I want to see my quarterback care. Because there's some quarterbacks out there that'll just run off the field, sit down, and not show any emotion because they do not give a shit. I want my quarterback to care. I want my quarterback to show passion. Because you know what? When the tides finally turn and Mac Jones is winning football games, that passion excitement is going to really show out there on the football field. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. He's going to earn it and he will get there at that time. Just trust the process and ride the wave. That's it. Episode one, Babs on the mic. Appreciate anybody that's taken the time to listen to this. And you made it through the first episode. We're get, we're go. You know what I'm doing right now? You know what I'm doing? I don't hide anything. I'm a one take kind of guy. 
I'm very open about how things work. I'm just sitting in my car. I'm just sitting in my car, screaming into an iPhone and figuring this out because I feel that there's been so many people that have supported me that said, Babs, you need to get on Apple. Babs, you need to get on Spotify. Babs, you just need to get yourself out there a little bit more. And that's the purpose of doing this. It takes me a while to figure this out. It's been in the back of my mind. I thought no better time as the Patriots ship has a crack in it. And they just hit the iceberg. And then the Titanic is ready to, the, the boat's starting to sink a little bit. Can we patch it up in time? No better time than to start to do it now. And I hope I can get a couple of these episodes rolling out there every, every few days, every time I feel like doing it to get some more listeners out there. And hopefully when I know I'm going to, you know, record, I'll get some questions out there. Makes the show a little bit better. Other than that, keep riding the wave. Take care, guys. Have a good one.